I'll just do a little intro first. So usually I like to get straight into it, as you know, but before we start, I have a few orders of business. The first thing is, congratulations, we are now a public podcast. Woo. Fame! Now an audience can share my pain while you forget your modifiers. John? No one cares. Get class abilities <laughs> wrong. And miss important information I give you. That's what my character would do. Yeah. But I jest, of course. Secondly, I f- suppose I should introduce the players and their characters. Uh, hello, Josh. Hello. Who, who are you playing? Kabais. I, my brain just, just uh, froze for a second and I went back to that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy thing we were talking about. Why am I playing? Uh, who are you playing? Kabais, uh, Bugbear Monk. Okay. And John? Hello. I'm John. I'm the least experienced uh, player here. And Not- wait a minute, my microphone's being stolen. Hello, I'm Fintok Falasmet. I'm a dwarf rogue and I just stole this microphone from the man that's playing me, John. No one cares about him. This show's about me. I'm the comic relief. Excellent. Thank you for the life story. I'm a dwarf rogue. <laughs> Doug. Hi, I'm Doug. I play uh, Ark Winterheart, a little spy wizard who likes to set things on fire. Human wizard. Human wizard. And I am Andrew, the dungeon master, of course. I'll use this opportunity to tell you guys, you already know, and also listener. Listener as you know, maybe one of them. Hello, listener. Hello, Welcome listener. Welcome to the fun. I will say the house rules. So we have an XP-based leveling system. The XP is split between active players at the end of each session. And upon leveling up, you may choose the average hit points or both of us can roll your hit dice and you can choose to take yours or mine before I reveal the result. We use the variant move rules, so every second diagonal move after the first costs an extra five feet. You may take a free knowledge roll to identify a creature during combat. This is similar to how it works in Pathfinder. However, any further checks require your action as normal, as if you want to get any more information. Other than that, it's pure D&D, baby. No fudging and all dice. Any questions? So flanking's cool, yeah? That doesn't exist in the game. <laughs> Actually, it is a variant rule, but we don't use it. Mr. Dungeon Master, can I have inspiration because it was good? <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> this guy never gives inspiration. He hasn't given any one of us inspiration for, like, a year. He retroactively gave it, you retroactively gave it to some... Was to it me, you? I've got inspiration. Well, it only lasts the one session. So technically, yeah, let's say I, I gave it to you last session for your amazing save yes. of our titular character, yes. Bugbear. Imagine if you had died <laughs> t- three episodes into the podcast. That would have been pretty embarrassing. The podcast would have to be called, Now the Bugbear Will Never Wake. <laughs> no, it's, it's still Never Wake the Bugbear because you will never yeah. be able yeah. to wake the Bugbear. It would be, be called Can't Wake the Bugbear. <laughs> We just have to lug his corpse around the entire yeah. campaign. And then the just second, to make it canonically. And then the funeral could be called the Bugbear's Wake. Oh. Oh, that's, why, that's why you're the best, John. <laughs> <laughs> and now the worst. Oh. All right, I will Apologies, start. listener. I will start the music. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Don't get us sued. No one's going to sue us. All right, silence. I'll sue you. This is John listening to his own music, getting high off his own supply again. 
The canticle of Gauntumgrim echoes through the cavern. The dwarves of the Seekers of the Way gather and share their evening meal around the moulded stone statue of Moradin the Allfather. Fintok Falzmet stares into his broth, lost in some ancient memory. How is he feeling right now? Fintok is feeling... Uh, he's feeling like he, do, he doesn't know what he's feeling. He's feeling like he's... Like if like the, the choices that he makes now might decide the rest of his life. He feels awkward around the other dwarves, considering that he spent much of his life disconnected from them. He feels awkward that he's been having these strange visions of decayed and dead dwarf lords calling upon him to look after their legacy. And he doesn't really feel like he belongs, and he's trying to make sure that he doesn't get found out, as it were, as a fraud, which is what he feels like at the moment. Your self-imposed exile has drawn you back, surrounded by your own kin, and as they sing, a canticle of Gauntgrim brings back memories of your your father, your mother, and time around the dwarves. Yep. <clears throat> Kabias, what are you doing as this song rings out in the cavern? Ooh. How's, how's Kabias feeling after... Just almost dying. I'm very crisp, I'll tell you that. Look, um, I think my first priority was to go and uh, find some sort of healer or something. But uh, everyone looks like super into this music and stuff. Uh, It's very uncomfortable. How's your hand, Kobias? My hand is okay. Yeah, Fintok doesn't know anything about it. No, I'm just asking. John is asking. Oh. Um... I but I shared with someone, but I can't remember who. I think it might have been the guy that's now gone. Jiraiya. Uh Well, I also shared with our uh, comical companion, Sebastian, the mimic. And he was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Um, you have a tentacle hand. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll, if, if anyone knows a good uh, way of getting rid of that, yeah, I'm going to hope to find out. Do we have any plastic surgeons here, or...? And, and Doug, Hi, how's Doug. Ark feeling? Very tired. Uh, very, very tired. He used a lot of spells in that last battle. Even though you weren't hit or damaged, your, the extent of your magical energy was totally expended. Almost totally. Almost totally expended. Yes. And I might say, without, without that magical damage, the party would have been in very deep trouble. Yeah. He learned very quickly that... That fire is not going to be that useful, so he's going to have to rely on his smarts, his illusions, and a little bit of frost magic that he knows. If only there was someone who sold spells in the camp. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to get that. To that. <laughs> One thing we can just touch on before we get started is your level up. Doug, yep. you level five. I did. I've got two new spell slots. Thank sure. You. Do you want to... Reveal what spells you chose, or do you want to keep it a secret? Um, I'll reveal them. So, he spent a little bit of time in the downtime coming ahead, focusing on his little fire magic, and managed to get it into a tiny little bead and shoot it out of the point of his finger into a big fireball. And um, he spent a lot of time looking at the rocks and sneaking little ideas of rock magic out of out of the the, the local mage and figured out how to sort of cobble together uh, a little spell to make a hut. So he's got a tiny hut. 
So that would be Fireball and Tiny Hut. And Tiny Hut. Yes. And then I'm going to buy I'm going to buy some other goodies. Interesting choices there. And would you like to roll health or would you like to take the average? Uh, I'll give it a roll. What am I, a D6? Oh, I better get my dice out. This is the first roll of the game. What am I rolling again? <laughs> What's my hit dice? In the theme of how we're tracking so far, uh, I'll uh, introduce the dice. These are dice. Is it a six? And we roll them during the game to determine how well or how poorly we do. With the oversaturated podcast market in 5th edition, I believe most people know how it works, so we can continue on. It's If you know, if only there was a podcast, an extremely famous Dungeons & Dragons-themed podcast, in which the title of the podcast actually alludes to the operation of the game and how we use chance in the form of dice. Yes. That would be silly. It's a D6 for a wizard hit dice. You roll and I will roll. I'll take yours. I got a two. I got a two. You get two hit points for your level up. Score. It's a draw, but it's a shit draw. <laughs> yeah. mm. oh, yay. So your average would have been four. Yeah. So it's not that bad. It would have been three. I'd say in future use this Six. one because... Dice has fallen to the ground because Josh is a Use doofus. this one. Proceeds to throw it halfway across the room. Uh, <clears> I meant to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So three. So as you as you're all sitting around the statue of Moradin and you might have finished your meal, Polo walks up to you. Hello again. Hello, friends. I hope you're getting settled in. Yeah, I'll need a, I need I, I am I am very sore. Yes, the hour grows late, and most in the camp will be retiring soon for sleep. <coughs> the hour grows late, and most in the camp will be retiring for sleep. Yes, I, you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I have arranged a meeting tomorrow to formally induct you into the Seekers. There will be a vote, so I suggest you get some sleep. I may face opposition for letting you stay here. After that, maybe we can get some healing and items for you. I don't suppose you got any goggles that can see in the dark by chance? Yes, I think our, I think our artificer Magritte specializes in that kind of thing, but everyone's retiring for sleep, so and you look rather tired. Uh, the tents are just over there for you, and we'll wake you up in the morning, and we'll have a meeting. After uh, our quite incredulous and arduous trial with the salamander, I just only hope that the pillows are cold. You know, you know, you know when your pillow is too warm and you have to try and turn it over, but you've already turned it over once, and so the pillow is like warm on both sides, that sort of thing. P- yes, pillow. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I find someone who has cold spell, uh, if I know anyone, and they uh, cast it on my pillow, and so it's nice and crispy cold during the night. We use volcanic clay as our pillows here. We're dwarves. Uh, Ark being able to sleep I'm on sorry, the street. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I've never heard of this. After, after sleeping on the street for a good couple of years, not he a just real dwarf. finds a nice comfy bit of ground and falls asleep. Oh, look at this guy's just showing off. If I ever meet one of these damn spoys that admits he doesn't like sleeping on the ground, I think I'd shake his hand <laughs> and give him a drink. Your, your friend doesn't want to sleep in the tents we provided? He's being... You're being rude. Hey, Ark. Get up. 
<laughs> what? He's, he's just super extra. Get up, get know? up, get up. You're being rude. Come on. Uh, Do you have any idea of the shit that I went through to try and convince these people to trust you? Shifty, shifty face? Uh, anyway, we can fade out from this as you all get some sleep. And you wake up. The current date is the 13th of Night Hall. It is sunrise outside. But in the mountain, obviously, they have, they have ways of keeping time. The year is 1479, Dale Reckoning. The year of the Ageless One. The Ageless One. You awake to the sound and sensation of stamping feet on the stone floor outside... Sorry, what month was it? Night Hall. You awake to the sound and sensation of stamping feet on the stone floor outside your tents. What do you do? Is it dark? The caverns are lit by magical light... Just a warm glow throughout the cavern. I will uh, peek under the flap of the tent. You see the boots of Gavel, Jorgenheim. You're finally awake. Get up, lads. Polar's court, I'm eating for you. I'll give you time. I'm honored. I'll give you time. I'm good. I'm up. I'm good. Stands there waiting. I wonder if you know if you have... Anyone that makes food in the, for breakfast. There will be food after the meeting, yes. <laughs> Fentok reaches up to scratch his conspicuously short beard and then kind of moves his hand back down, embarrassed, because his beard is much shorter than all these other dwarves' beards. You're being mogged by alpha dwarves. Yeah. And your beta beard isn't up to scratch. I think you'll find that... The manliest men are the ones that aren't so vain that they need to cover their chins with their beards. Uh, looking kind of uh, a little bit down, but covering it well, Colby uh, will leave the tent and sulk on his way. Just okay. can make his slimy tentacle roll. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Please make a wisdom saving throw. Hentai status. Hentai status. Full. He goes all Eldrick on me. I'm going to burn him. I'd like to see you try dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fail. Ooh. It's a four. That is a big fail. Mm. Roll a d100. 55. Mm. 55. You get 55 eyeballs on your butt. So we'll have to retcon this. When you're startled awake by Gavel's voice and the stomping of feet, you lash out and punch the nearest person you're sleeping next to. Oh, you fucking dick! Which is Ark, who wakes up immediately. Well, given you said you were going to fuck my shit up, <laughs> that's uh, 12 to hit. Uh, no, 13. Yeah, that hits. Roll a bit of damage for the morning. Gladly. <laughs> Maximum damage. 12. Oh, you... <laughs> Doug, upon waking... Yeah? Kobias has a violent dream haunted by something. He lashes out and with his long, furry arm smacks you in the face as you take 12 bludgeoning damage. We'll say it's non-lethal. Incorrect. It's 8 bludgeoning damage. I rolled the wrong dice. <clears throat> okay. Amateur hour. 8 bludgeoning damage arc. Yep. That's another day, another arc. Another black eye. Hey, at least this one didn't stab me. Well, that's one way to wake him up. <laughs> oh, let's go. 
<laughs> Ark just walks out, just rubbing his eye, like, ow. What just happened, man? Dick. He's got a big black eye now, too. Don't shine. tell me it's another one of those damn mushrooms that just makes people slap people. <laughs> Look. I'm still emotionally damaged from that time Jeroya just decked me in the face. Yes. Uh, so I growl at him yeah. and tell he, him back off. He beckons so, you to follow outside if you're all ready and dressed. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get dressed and walk out. Bugbear is always dressed. <laughs> he leads you out into the main cabin. I'll, uh, I'll turn to Fintok and be like, next time you're sleeping next to him. No. <laughs> Gorm wakes up as well and goes, You boys finished fighting each other? I forgot about you. Yes, many have. <laughs> you just got one of those faces, Gorm. Yes, of course. So you see a group of dwarves, about 50 of them, all the camp almost, gathered in the main cabin. Standing by the statue of Moradin is Pola Everforge and a dwarven in clerical garb who must be the cleric of Moradin, Doran Runebuckle, who she mentioned before. Off to the side, you also recognize Corrin Hillborn. My fellow seekers, you are no doubt aware of our new guests, Kobayas, Ark, Gorm, and Fintok. They have come to us as friends, and I hereby vouch for them to join the seekers of the way. Oi, I also vouch for them. We battled as a salamander together and took it down. They are strong and will make fine allies. The cleric Doran raises his hand. As is our custom, we will hold a vote in the usual way. Those that wish for the newcomers to join the Seekers of the Way say yay, and all those opposed say nay. Yay. No votes for yourself. The crowd of dwarves, some chuckle, some rumble, and they produce a mix of yays and nays. Hark is going to um, modify his voice with his actor perk and use minor. Can I see you doing? Kind of throw it a little bit into the crowd. Can Fintok see you doing this? Sure, everyone can. I kick you in the ass. (laughs) Yeah, like elbow him in the head. He's going to take as much. He's going to be unconscious by the morning's (laughs) end. (laughs) All they hear is a a soft (laughs) yuff in the back of the crowd. Corrin Hillborn looks at you all darkly. I say nay. Is our position so dire we need the aid of Klaas, Sarg, and Herm? First the blue lizard, and now goblin kin? I suppose you'll be letting in the drow next. How is it you came to know Pollard, I may ask? We know our cousin. <clears throat> what? He's joking. Okay, so... Oh no, we do. We, uh, we know her cousin. Literally, she's a uh, she forges in that's, the that's main true. city. She's not my cousin. Oh, she's your sister. She's is... my partner. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm well done. That's okay. That's okay. Well it's done. A... Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, this fella here had a had a group of his own. They went in to a rescue. Uh, I mean, you know, it was a rescue mission. He starts going a bit red. In the Dwarf Forge. He starts uh, going a bit no, red. No, 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 no. Rescuers, you were the ones that released the Flame Drake upon us. Hey, dude, I wasn't even there for that. He points to the crowd. Incorrect, but we did kill the guy who did. Their inability to stop this Drake caused the deaths of many of our kin, including my sister, Vandra. How many men here can say they can kill a Drake exactly? Hmm? 
Oi, would you like us to would you like us to kill Megara ourselves next then? The crowd just goes <gasps> at the voice. What do you know of that? Only what the kings of the past have shown me. Same as you. Anyone here that's come honestly. A few more nays yell out through the crowd. Pola pipes up. They have tried their best to stop the ritual. Could you have stopped it, Corin? They saved me, and they have brought us three tablets of ancient Dalzun. And the crowd murmurs again. And a few say, yay, yay. Hmm. Doran raises a hand. Yes, it is true. I have looked at the tablets. The information contained will aid us greatly in our seeking. There's a bit more excited chatter flows through the crowd. And Corrin does not look happy. He's seething at the information that uh, Gavel told you not to release. Tobias was already looking unhappy, but now he's like I'd like to. I'd like to say that it's been two weeks since I was told not to say that. Ark is uh, very understandable. I believe I said no, no, that's not true. Like halfway through, you're saying that. Yeah, but I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're up to. Half the time, you're. What's this business about these goblins that you have some association with that we don't know about? You shush, shush, both of you. Before joining us, of course I know goblins. I'm goblin. Kinda. Silence. There's a rabble going through the crowd. Lots of yays and nays. Rabble, 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 rabble. Before joining or not joining, we would ask two questions of you all. First, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Yes, these are real. Who are you and why do you seek Fintok? My name is Fintok Bronspine. I'm the son of Raga Bronspine. I exiled myself from the dwarf people. I have been brought back because I am an heir of Delzoon. The crowd goes, <gasps> and Corin, an heir of Delzoon? I am the heir of Delzoon along with my sister. I received the summons. How could a class miscreant thief like you be, be an heir to our ancient home? Who said you needed to You're asking the thief? wrong person. I tried to avoid it. I did. How do you prove this? Do you have tablets of nobility? Do you have evidence? Never said I was anyone except what I am. I can't hold up mighty silver and gold rings. I can't hold up sails. I can just tell you what I am. And I can tell you what I've seen. And what I've seen is the faces of long dead men. Full of life. And those long dead men have commanded me. Lies. To come. They have told you of the summons. You do not have the summoned. You are not called. You have heard the stories and now try to get the glory for your own. I did not think it was in the nature of dwarves to squabble and be jealous over each other. Ah. Doran puts his hands up. Calm down. Calm down. We must move on. Tobias, who are you and what do you seek? Uh. Tobias looks around and... They're looking uh, distrustful. And he kind of slumps. <sighs> the day of old days. <clears throat> he steps forward. My name is Tobias. And I am a victim of unjust. Many years ago, 
My people were chased from their homes, killed, slaughtered. I followed a man who saw it right to help my kind. And in you, in your people, I see also people who are away from their home. And I seek nothing more than to reunite you with your home, knowing that I will never be reunited with my own. You hear a few yays come out out of the crowd from this. Accept my help if you will, and you'll step back. Doran looks at Gorm. Who are you, and why do you seek? Gorm steps forward. I am Gorm. I am a cleric of life. I have wandered through many lands, assisting its people in times of need, and it seems that fate has brought me here. Therefore, I shall pledge to assist you. My skills are at your service. Doran says, I accept your help, goodly cleric. I doubt not many here will refuse the generous offer of divine magics. And the crowd murmurs, yes. Lastly, what of you, Ark Winterheart? I'm going to give him a stern look in the eyes that only Ark would be able to read quite specifically is, if you tell them that you're a you're my cousin I'm going to kill you in front of everyone <laughs> I'll step forward I'll just, I'll just step forward and be like my name is London but uh, you can all just call me Ark oh um, yeah oh it's, yes sorry it's a lot easier uh, I was born a nobleman myself to humans and they were taken away and then I spent time on the street I wish to see the freedom of my people and I feel like helping the freedom of your people can help free my people. Very well. You hear some more nays and some more yays throughout the crowd. It seems a bit on the fence. Each of you, please, make a diplomacy or intimidate check. What do you mean, persuasion? No persuasion. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mixing up my systems. Uh, persuasion or intimidate check. You can do this all with advantage. Because you did so well. Ooh, I'll take that. Yep. Ark, you seem pleased. Uh, that will be a uh, 23. Very good. Luckily, because because my persuasion is plus 8. Oh, wow. I rolled a 9, but it's still a 17. Wow. Mine is not plus 8. <laughs> <laughs> And I got ten. <laughs> okay. So the crowd seems more or less accepting and the yays seem to overtake the nays. However, there is strong opposition from Corin Hillborn. He seems to be leading most of the nays, especially considering Fintok and Kobias's positions. But Paula speaks up. Very well, it is decided. We have spoken. The vote has been cast. You are now honorary members of the Seekers of the Way. And if you hear a few... And Doran goes, Everyone, our business is concluded. You may be dismissed. And everyone sort of moses about and gets on with the morning routine. Well, boys. And you have a quiet moment. Holla. 
Let's get yes, yes, right. I'm not used to talking like this, but could you spare a moment? Of course. Uh, one moment, I will speak to you in private. And she leads you off into a, her meeting room. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well <laughs> talk, my young cousin. Shall we go get shit-faced? <laughs> London and Fintock get busy. Have you ever laid with a dwarf? Yeah, he did. Just the, your mama. He just did in the te- <laughs> he just did in the tent. I'm not sure you're ready. <laughs> There's a few things you might need to know, and I'm not going to be the one to tell you. Something about beards. That's all I know. I am going to go that's on episode two of Rachel's sex habits. <laughs> I'm going to toilet. Talk amongst yourself. During episode one. We learnt of the romantic rituals of the bugbear. Okay, you know how they say that dwarf doors are invisible when closed? It's yeah. a bit like dwarf women, okay? <laughs> there are some very intricate processes you need to understand to be able to get where you're going. Look, you I don't need even... to have moonlight shine and then speak friend and enter. Precisely. And you also have to be careful. If you make too much noise, then tentacles will come out of the pond, as it were. <laughs> All I'm saying is I don't think I've met a female dwarf yet. What of our... <laughs> Here's Paula Everforge. You're racist. She's a female dwarf. But she's got a beard. I would like the Dungeon Master to confirm or deny if she has a beard. Damn it. We, we needn't be so divisive. This is... If we, if we confirm or deny this, it'll lock off half of the fantasy fandom <laughs> who have serious arguments about this sort of thing because they're perverts. Mm, perverted. It's reputed that dwarf women are known to have beards... Just not facially. <laughs> no, isn't it the other way? It's like... No, that's correct. Dwarven, dwarven men have two beards, but dwarven women only have they, one. They are known to have several beards. It's like yeah. the... Uh, it's like a husky, how it has layered uh, fur. Yeah. Um, whereas it's more like a Labrador with women yeah. uh, in the dwarven clans. I hope that was all recording, because it's... Yeah, it's recording nonsense. Yeah, there's some, there's some good stuff in there. Uh, please confirm, <laughs> uh, DM, later. if Paula Everforge has a beard or not. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> One second. We broke the he DM. Not ready for that. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> Schroding his beard. He's like, what the fuck did I come back to? Schroding his feminine dwarf beard is yeah. what it's called. Yeah. I just came back until you tug on it. Is it really a beard? From, it a- I just came back from the little DM's room, and um, I was asked the question. What was that question? Does Paula ever forge have, have a, beard a beard or not? There are many schools of thought. <laughs> she she has a beard in the metaphorical sense <laughs> to um she doesn't hide the fact that she's got a she's partnered with Silvera Brighthelm but Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, oh. But um you get my drift. <laughs> well, she's she's open about it. Yeah. There's not much prejudice here in the the Warburton camp. Yeah, but what about facial hair? Well, on facial hair, she does not have a beard. Most of the female dwarves do keep it trimmed. Ah, much Does, like much doesn't mean it doesn't grow vigorously. It's yeah. just a fashion statement to dis- distinguish. Sometimes they uh, implant little uh, jewels uh, around it in, in in delicate patterns. Yes, you, you won't get to see those. Yes, you have to get pretty close to see the gems. Yes. It's called bejazzle. Yes, <laughs> bedwazzle. <coughs> Dwarf vagil. That's enough of that. Fintalk will be going to will be going to know. No brothel tents. We'll go to Paula's office and Tobias wants to speak with her. Uh, uh, There's no one watching or in... in The doors are quite soundproof here, yes. Okay. Uh, 
Look, I, I, I think I can trust you with a, a question. I need help with something. Of course. Uh, since our last encounter, you may remember uh, the the two that accompanied me. Uh, there were a, a, a roguish uh, type of man and uh, of course, their companion. Of course, fill me flagons. Oh, like, yes, him as well. But uh, no, there were some that we just met that day. Uh, their name escapes me. One of them had an eye patch. Gale. Gale. Oh, Gale. For? Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, I may have uh, inadvertently come across the source of her affliction. It was a male. Gale was uh, a male. His affliction. Yes. Uh, it's been so long. Remind me. Well, remind me. He was affected he by was the spell plague. Correct. What and are you What are you saying? I uh, I uh, believe I am as he unwraps his hand in the introductory stages. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Jesus, Moradin! Why didn't you tell you the things to me before I vouched for you in front of everyone? I just <laughs> I just I just vouched for you in front of the whole camp, and you bring the plague into our camp. Uh, well, look, it, as far as I'm aware, this came from a rock, by the way. Uh, as far as I'm aware, there are ways to deal with these things, but I don't know if it's a curse yes. or a oh. an affliction. We have we have dealt with this before. Dwarves have caught the spell plague and uh, remove curse has worked in Correct. the past. Uh, Doran can provide this service. I will get him to see you. Wrap his hand to I, cover it up. I appreciate you telling me this. I will get Doran to help you. I would uh, be very thankful. Of course. And I obviously wanted to make sure it was just you and I, so I wouldn't uh, Yes, you would most certainly be not allowed into the Seekers of the Way, having carried the plague. Too late now. <laughs> but anyways, too late now. Good job. <laughs> and we fight out. And what is the two musketeers doing? The, the guy that doesn't like me. Cor Corin Hillborn. Corin Hillborn. Who you... Who professed he was an heir of Dalzun yeah. as well. What would you like to say? Do Well, I'm thinking if there's a way I can prank him. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm happy to help. Your services are mine. Okay. All the way around. My services are yours. I would like to disguise myself <laughs> as an ancient dead dwarf lord. Uh, well, I'd, okay, I'd like to investigate supplies that would allow me to do such a thing. <laughs> I've got a disguise kit, and you can borrow mine. Okay, well, I would like to borrow your disguise kit <laughs> you can, you can borrow and wait disguise. until night time. That's my current plan. Okay, so you're biding your time in the camp for now? For now, yeah. I guess I, I've been thinking about doing this. I'd, well, I'd, I'd figure out where he sleeps, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> this is how my character ends. The DM's <laughs> secretly saying, he's, he's going to stab you. <laughs> he's going to fuck you. So yeah. as you're contemplating this, you overhear uh, Gavel congratulating Ark oh. in the background for becoming a... Uh, one of the Seekers. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Oh, so you're one of us now. I didn't doubt it for a second. You yeah. guys did a fine job defending us and killing that salamander. Yes, it was, uh, it was a fun fight. It was a pity Jorgen had to die. I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, Johan, sorry. Johan, <laughs> yes. I just... Whatever he, his he, name he was. <laughs> whatever his name was. He, he was new, and uh, <laughs> but he's may he rest in peace. Uh, yes, I am sorry for your loss, friend. Uh, it looks like... Uh, Fintok. Yeah? What are you contemplating over there? You don't want to know. Welcome to the Seekers. So, this Corrin. Oh, yes. I told you... I I believe I told you not to mention Exne on the 
Agenbay. I'm I I am very sorry about that. It just <laughs> slipped my mind. It's almost like I passed two weeks in my head between <laughs> killing the salamander and coming here. Um, oh yeah, that salamander which I struck the killing blow on. Just if anyone's forgotten that listened last week. I, you never told me you were an heir of Delzoon. Well, I didn't want to go shouting at everyone. There's a few heir of Delzoons in the camp. They have received the summons. Do you see the ghosts? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, man, this Delzoon dude sounds like he went around a bit. Well, Delzoons just... It's a, a people, a bloodline. Yeah. Oh. A royal bloodline, and they created the city of Gontogrim. They did. It seems the ghosts of Gontogrim have come to see you. Yeah. These these other heirs. Was Corrin as mean to them as he was to me? Corrin is the highest ranking of the other heirs, after Vandra, of course. The others are merely merchants and smiths, and they are not powerful, but Corrin is a... Uh, he fights well, and he is of noble birth. These these merchants, might I get a list of names? Yes, of course. I will provide that to you. Yes, I, I'd like to see him. I've got something I'd like to discuss with uh, him. It, yes. I would give some time on that. He does not... He will not... He will not like that one bit, I think. Uh, Maybe give him time to sit, simmer down. I think he'll he'll come to like you. Oh, I hope so. Yes. I hope he oh, good. I hope we come to become Excellent. good friends. Excellent. Yes. You see Kobias walk out. Uh, looks like he's just come out of the principal's office. And um, Kobias, do you walk over? Uh, yeah. And uh, Kobias walks over and... <laughs> Just in general, you probably notice him looking quite down today. Yeah. <laughs> you look like uh, you just got towed off. N- no. <laughs> no. 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 God. I mean, I said to her, I said, I said, you, you don't tell me what to do, uh, bitch. <laughs> Looks like this bugbear's got a bug in his bear. And, and, uh, out of habit, he will resume his normal way of speaking and uh you guys behaving uh, in a manner of speaking yeah I'll, I'll leave you to i'll leave you all to uh, get settled in i can't promise anything uh, who who sells supplies in this place ah yes uh doran doran runebuckle is the cleric uh hilda old hilda she's the equipment she handles the equipment and stores yeah magritte ashgut she's our wizard this artificer yes yes magritte uh, I, I'm Gavel Jorgenheim, which, hello, hello, we've met. Yeah, you pointed crossbows at us, it was fun. Oh yes, the good, the good times. Good times. Good, times. good times. Yes. And you've, of course, met Corrin, the salty bastard. Yeah. Anyway, they're the most important people in the camp. Uh, I'll, I'll let you get to it. Did Corrin's family come from a salt mine, perhaps? I, <laughs> yes, very salty. He's a very salty dwarf. Oh, oh. good show. Right, well... I'm off to go buy some spells. What the fuck's wrong with you today? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's let's do Ark first. Well, it's is, are you gonna still help me out? Uh, yeah. So uh, I will go with him, but uh, I'll just say, look, I uh, I want to help you out with with a bit of magic, so um, I'll contribute some gold. But we'll need to stop by so I can sell some of our loot. Yeah, fine by me. And uh, I will ask uh, for the best offer. On a few items that I have t- for sale uh, in contribution. Oh, of hey, course. Do you want to do you want a dagger to sell? I'm not gonna fucking use it. I I will mean I'll keep a dagger. Dagger. Can throw that shit. Have a dagger. You see, you walk through the cavern. You go to the to the left hand side, and there's a bunch of 
small rooms carved into the, the rock. And in one of them, to the north, you see a large stone dining table and a few dwarves are eating and slaving away in the kitchen next to a, all these crates and uh, animal stores and wood is an old granny dwarf. She's wearing a sort of a grey shawl and a little red cap. And she looks very old for a dwarf. I'll, uh, I'll walk over and, and smell the pot. Without saying anything? Without saying anything, just give it a sniff. Are you trying to smell uh, my pot? Uh, are you trying to smell my pot? Yes, it smells good. You are curious, little man. Aye. What, uh, what, you're the new guys. Yes. Why have you come here to see me? Are you hungry? I've always hungry, yes. Oh, I have some stew. Oh, uh, just you. sit at the table. I'll get it for you. Thank you. I'll leave the rest to you. Uh, yes, I, I uh, believe you uh, uh, will accept equipment in return for gold. Yes, I, I handle the equipment. And your gold is as good as any. Uh, well, I, in fact, have some things that I would like to sell. Of course. Uh, anything particular? Well, I, I have a, uh, a hand crossbow. Yes. A uh, short sword. And a, uh, a set of studded leather. So a, a general list of mundane items? Yes. Okay. You can half the buying cost for all those items and she will accept them and give you payment. Do you have a forgery kit by chance? Uh, I mean, I can help you out with that if you no, want. No, forgery, no. No forgery kits. Oh, that's nice. We've got a stonemason kit. No, that's good. Thing. I, I mean, I'll literally like, I have a kit. Why did you not tell me this? Why did you not ask? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> So for the list, I also have a disguise kit and a herbalism kit. We can oh, fast, we can fast track this bit. So your list of items mm. that are mundane, just sell them at half cost and give yourself the gold. Okay. All right. Was that meant to be included in the podcast, Doug? No, that was too, that was just a little bit of meta across the table. All right, that's None fine. That he leaned back, stretched. Mumbled something muffled and non-specific, with complete casuality and little regard for the microphone before him and little regard for his own audience. But it's okay, it was only logistical, it was only matter, it wasn't designed for us to be hearing. Yes, it's okay, I still love you guys. Vintok Falzmit, what are you doing during this time of shopping? I'd like to... Well, if there are other merchants... There are. I'd like to... I'd like to... Well, I'm trying to find out who the other heirs of Delzoon are, but I'm going to do that just by checking to make sure Corrin's nowhere to be seen. Yes, he, he sort of keeps to himself. And I'm just going to be like, so that Corrin's a bit of a, bit of a prick, isn't he? <laughs> are you saying this to a random dwarf? Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to go to, like, the most haunted, the most haunted-looking merchant I can find. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello yourself. No. You're that new dwarf. I am, yeah. I heard you were, heard you were an heir of Delzoon. That will be because I said it. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, well, well, that's a pretty sneaky little uh, tale you got there. Oh, it's not a tale. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I didn't lie in front of no one. Is this one of the merchants you've singled out that you've picked as one of the... The heirs? 
Is it? For s instead of going through multiple NPC voices, yeah. I'll just say this was the... After talking to a few, you were directed to this guy. I, I'm going to look at him and say, you too, huh? Yes, sir. I've forgotten his voice already. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. My Hello. name. My name is Walt. Hi, Walt. Shiny. Walter. If for long. Shiny. You may call me Walt. Uh, yes. My my grandfather told me tales of. Uh, he alluded that I was that our family was. Uh, oh, sorry. He alluded to our family being uh, heir of Delzun, but I didn't believe him until I received the the visions, the the summons. Scares the piss out of you the first time, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it, it did. But uh, I was around other dwarves, and I heard about the camp, and uh, I was convinced that my uh, I had to go. I do not... I cannot offer much, but I can, I can do basic smithy work and help the rest of the camp. I'm not a fighter. You were chosen. You have as much to contribute as anyone else. Certainly more than me. It seems... Many have been chosen, no matter what power they have. Even uh, young, young dwarf and boys and girls have been chosen, but obviously they have not mm. gone into the mountain so deep. Seems Corrin would like to disagree. Corrin is quite powerful. He uh, gathered his team and uh, he led us with his sister into the mountain. He, he has much to gain. He believes it's, it's his birthright to open the gates and find Gaunt Grimm. If I asked you to try and remember what it's like to see these visions, how accurate of a, rec of a recollection do you think you could provide? Well, they comes at night when we're sleeping, of course. But sometimes during the day I've had a vision before and I've seen an, an old ancient dwarf and then he's disappeared and he they seem to say we have been summoned we have been summoned seems to me Walt that the dwarves of the past are treating us all fairly well I think our highborn friend could benefit from being taught a little lesson what do you think oui, I don't like him he's quite pompous suppose one of these ghosts of yore were to give him a little reprimand. What do you think would happen? <laughs> I, think, I think I know what you mean. That would be quite hilarious, I think. You, you tell me your plan, and uh, I'll, I'll try to assist you. Well, yeah, the way I see it is, we can find where he sleeps. We can sneak in. Uh, I've got some decent means of disguising us. And uh, I think if one of us is the main guy... I think probably you, you got a better beard than me. And the other one works the atmosphere and produces more frightening sounds. We could give him a little scare. Yes, I, I will wait for night and I'll tell you where he sleeps. And then we'll, uh, we'll play a little trick on him. I think that sounds like a very fine idea. We fade out to about lunchtime. Have the two of you finished uh, deliberating and got the, your goal? The other two players are muttering to each other rather <laughs> ominously. We're, we're discussing finances in the background. All right. Are you ready? Yes. So, um, we'll try and hope. Uh, I have given him the cost, uh, half the cost, well, the cost of a whole whole third level spell, essentially. Okay. 200 gold. You may go see Magritte. Assuming that's the cost that you have. 
Yeah. Chosen. I do. Hello. Hi. Hold on. Margaret. Margaret. Hi, Margaret. I haven't got any legs. <laughs> I didn't vote for him. You can't vote. So you enter along. You go up to a, a metal door, actually, with uh, cogs and uh, mechanical things on them. And you actually don't know how to open it, but there is a little lever off to the side that looks looks like the way in. There's a lever? I'm yeah. going to uh, wait 10 minutes and cast uh, Detect Magic first. Uh, standing outside the door, you detect a lot of magic in the next 30 feet around you. Doran, who's in the forge, is radiating magic. And all the torches seem to be radiating magic as well. Hmm. Evocation. Hey, uh, Conjuration. Are you, are you with me? Yeah, give me 12 gold back, please. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, long story short, do you pull the lever? Uh, no. Okay. I knock. Nothing happens. Tobias, can you... Are you with me? Yeah. Can you Can you check this out? This looks sus. I'll... Uh, wait, wait, I got this. I'll take like 10 steps back. I'll cast Mage Hand and I'll use Mage Hand to pull the lever. Okay. The lever is pulled. <laughs> The cogs rotate and the door opens. Oh, well, that was harmless enough. I don't know. We'll, we'll walk in. You walk in and down the back of the little cavern, there's lots of shelves and components and metal cogs and machinery. You've got nothing, you know, any idea what any of it does. And huddled over a little workbench is a female dwarf wearing a brown coat with all sort of contraptions on it and her head's down at the desk and she's murmuring to herself mm, yes oh, that, that goes there that goes there mm, yes mm, looks oh. around in mm, oh. ah, who said that and Maybe she turns around and she's got goggles on one is a magnifying glass one is like a telescopic lens yeah and you just see a big magnified eye mm. Ark just what do you want like I'm busy shoo 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 mm. everything. what sorry to bother you ma'am yes um, Bothering, yes. I've, I've, I've heard that you've, uh, you, you've got some spells for sale, perhaps? Mm, spells, trinkets, magic, yes. I've, I have what? What have you got? Uh, gold. Gold? I have no use for gold. Mm. But, yeah, so you need to exchange gold for the things I have, yes. Oh, that's good, yes. Uh, I can use what? gold to buy more stuff. What do you have use for? Uh, uh, interesting things like gems and essences and scales and uh, all kinds of things a pair of rather dainty hands to help you out through here dainty hands I've, I've got hands i've got mechanical hands i don't need your hands okay well what do you want well, well we came here for some <coughs> uh for to purchase some some goods from you ah, yes some tr um, trinkets and uh, potions magical items i have i have lots would you like to take a look uh, yes, but I would also like to know if there is anything that we like the look of, if there is anything we could do or perhaps fetch for you in exchange ah, for something. Barter. Bartering. I love this. It's more, way more interesting than just gold. Can we, how about perhaps pawning? Uh, what? You know. <laughs> be no pawning here. The trades of goods <clears throat> for other goods on oh. a temporary basis. The continuous exploits of... Ark. London burning fire. Sticking his dick in it. Um, sticking your wrench where it doesn't belong. That's it. Right. I've, uh, I've got a ring. And by the ah, a ring. Yes. Can I, may I have it? Yes. Yes. No, um, she looks at it. Just, <laughs> just rips it off just your rips fingers. It off my finger. Ow. Mm, yeah. She just holds your hand. She's 
grabbing your hand like this. Listener, Google ring avulsion. <laughs> yes. Yes, magical um, rings. I have magical rings. Yeah, but yes. I need... Uh, down here it is rather dark. Ah, human, yes, yes human. Yes. <laughs> you yes. can't see in the dark. No, yes, no. Have you? Uh, you need goggles, yes. You've got goggles? I, I have goggles. Goggles of the night. Goggles of the night. Yes. Would you um, let you amplify the ambient light to see in darkness? Would you be willing to temporarily trade my ring for your goggles? Uh, that's uh, of course not. Yeah. I, I have many rings. She shows up her hand and there's like six rings this, on it. This ring is magically inclined. Yeah, so are all these. Yes. I don't need any more. like radiating pure energy. Yeah. I can't attune <laughs> to all these magical rings. I go, too much. Oh, okay. Well, it was worth a shot. But uh, yeah, we can all see in the dark. We don't need these goggles. Well, what kind of rings do you have? I've got ring of protection. I've got ring of fire resistance. I've got all kinds. That sounds useful. Oh, what else? Well, I believe I've given you the list. <laughs> I don't remember any rings. Uh, She's wearing them. They're yeah. here. These are my rings. I have. You, you can take a look at my list. She hands you a ledger, yes. and you see everything I've sent you before. Um, I'll take the. If you would like to streamline this and stop. I'll take the um, the sending and the dispel magic scrolls. Ah, uh, scrolls! Yes, yes, I have yes. many scrolls. Yes. What would you like? Sending, sending. Sending, yes. Yes, level three. Yes. Uh, and uh, what else? Dispel magic. Dispel magic, of course. Yes. yes. So, uh, I'm wondering, uh, well, pretty much what it would, what you would like in exchange, uh, or what we could go and uh, obtain for you in exchange for these spells, and perhaps if there is uh, anything that you could reduce in price of interest around you. But I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I, I believe you've got. You know, this interesting helmet, and I, I don't see the list of the rings on here, but perhaps you could they're discuss my rings. them. They're my rings. Oh, okay. You're not, yeah. They're not for sale. They're not for sale. Oh, the helmet okay. would be good, but I, I rather like my hat. You can bring me... Are you going scout? I heard you going scouting with a gavel. Oh, yes. Gavel. Scout. Yes. yes. Recently, we came across a salamander and ifrit. Ah, salamander, yes. Scales. Do you have scales? I think we have one scale. Three? <laughs> three we really scales? buggered that one Did up. Did we get three? Three, I think. Two. Oh. Two. <coughs> Very Two. few is the point. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I can... We Two. can nah, it's not enough. If we, it's, it's, can I have them? I mean, uh, what? how far does that get us towards these spells? At least 250 in. That's pretty good. That's one, okay. that's one spell. I mean, I guess that ring of fire resistance, <laughs> if you were after more of these scales, could I perhaps borrow it? You see, I got burnt to shit uh, well, last time I fought not, one. I do not give it out, even to the scouts. It is... It's mine. Do you mine. have a Do you have a, a wagon by mine. chance? Wagon? No. Why we need a wagon no. for? I am. I need hand bringing back a salamander that I killed about that way. We could mm, bring no. the whole salamander left, if you think you're better at retrieving left too, scales. Left too long, they they diminish in power. Left too long. Uh, left too long. Um, we tried. What about? I am quite adept at making potions. I could help you brew something that would assist me in maintaining my health in potions? such a potions. Yes. Yeah, against such I have many an on enemy. the go. I have many bubbling away. Well, I could assist you with finishing one that would. I, I know there is a way of protecting against fire, but, you know, if there is any way I could help you finish one for so I could get one cheaper, I could go get more scales. I'll, um, if you want cheaper, you have to get a few things for me. I'll give you a list hmm. and find me these things, and I would give you a discount store wide. Do you hmm. need any help hmm. in here? Yes. Help? No. No, I don't need help. I need ingredients. You okay. go get me ingredients. Okay. I will give you a discount. Okay. Hmm? Sound good? Hmm? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now leave me. Leave me be. But I have a 
a spell book you may copy from. No, 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 I, I don't need enough spells. I got enough spells. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, the, those two scales will at least afford. That's one of your spells, I believe. Yes, yes. Take your spells. Uh, which, and minus the gold. Choose one. I'm just going to buy both. Are you so just going to buy it? I'm going to buy one, and then we'll get the other one, and then pocket the 50. Or you can pocket the 50. Cool. And we can fast track that, and we fade out. Yeah. Yes. Josh turns to the side and whispers more logistics into his friend's ear. The dungeon master struggles to get the screen back. So right. add fifty, and I'll give you the last. So it goes to night, or so it is. The d- Sorry, two two hundred. So it was two fifty we got for the scales. Welcome to numbers and fractions. Yeah. So you pocket the fifty. I'll give you the last thirty-three. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but it rhymes and it's numbers so and fractions. What, what am I doing in total? That's a lot of numbers being. It's a hundred. So you paid half the spell. So the way time is shown so far underground, the lights just begin to dim, the magical light, and that's how everyone knows uh, when bedtime is. Betty buys. Um, so it is now before bed? Yes, and we cross uh, over if... to Fintok. Fintok, Walt has shown you the sleeping area of Corrin, and you, you eye him off while he gets ready for sleep. And uh, you do your disguise. Can we, yeah, can we say that I borrowed yeah. Ark's dis- disguise? You're not proficient in it, or are you? Wait. If only you knew I'm a, I'm a rogue, so. proficient with the disguise yeah, but kit. Are you proficient in disguise kits? We are. Yeah, I am. I told him I'd help him, so I'm staying up and, and assisting him. I'm out on a hunt for a little... Uh, sort of uh, baked good sure and a candle sure so please roll deception please roll deception as you craft this ghostly disguise I'm just a poor rogue what do I know about deception <laughs> let's see how good that check that uh, you can add the plus two for being proficient because Doug is helping you Ark is helping you yeah that is natural 20. <laughs> natural 20 on the disguise. You even scare Walt as you walk out and he goes, Oh, oh, oh but Jesus. Oh. I tap him on the shoulder. <laughs> I've never say, heard of oh, but Jesus. Yes, it's quite, quite, uh, he's a dwarven god. Yes. I tap him on the shoulder and say, You saw nothing, friend. So you creep up. Yeah. Before I actually disturb you put a ho- him... You put a little hood on first, right? Before I disturb him, I'd like to see if there's anything worth stealing inside. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to touch him on the back and be like, I'm turning you invisible. And then I just turn you invisible and walk away. <laughs> how, do I, how do I undo it? Fintok. You just, you just Fintok, with his ghostly appearance, creeps up into Corrin's sleeping area. He parts the tent. Corrin lays sleeping. He reaches out, he looks around to be continued. Nah. And that's when we'll have a little break. A little break. A little break. A little break.